Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. How are you folks? This is Jim the Keys Bartender coming to you from a sunny and dry and I guess moist right now. We're just waiting for a cold front to move down here. Yeah, this is what you think about when you're in the Keys. You're thinking about how humid it's going to be, how hot it's going to be, how long it's going to be hot, when it's going to be the first time you're going to be able to open up your windows when there's some cool air out there. All these things. Uh, yesterday I was, after I did the podcast yesterday, the wife and I had to go up to Miami to visit a doctor for one of her uh, visits, regular visits. And we ended up, uh, went, like any place, I guess, but in particular the Keys. The Keys are... Right around rush hour, we have rush hour. We got the one main road. Yeah, we may get slowed down like maybe two minutes. But in Miami, like many major cities, right around rush hour, it just takes you 25, 30 extra minutes to get to go anywhere if you're going any significant distance. So we were stuck there. The appointment was at 2.30. She didn't get really in until 3 o'clock. So we got out around 4.30, 5 o'clock, and... We didn't eat that much, so we decided, hey, let's go and eat something. Let's go and eat something. And we were in a nice part of uh, Miami. Not It's all nice. We were in Coral Gables. And that's where the University of Miami is. Uh, there's a lot of nice stores and restaurants. We ended up going to a very nice restaurant. I forget the name. Villaggio's, I think it was called. Villaggio's. And uh, the thing about it, I love the restaurants down here, but with more people, you have more variety. And that's what we had down there. We enjoyed it. And we ended up having a nice ride. I like going for a ride with my wife uh, because I enjoy talking to her. And just spending time, we listen to music, we chat. Um, We could get into pretty deep discussions, but mainly it's we enjoy each other's company when we're going into the city and I just sit around and wait and I think about things. I listen, I listen to my podcast. I treat it as personal time when I go. Uh, this week at the catch, we have the witch's ride coming up. That's on a Saturday. It's a fundraiser for, uh, this, it's October. Let me double check that date. But, if you're local, it's a $25 charge, and all proceeds go to local charities, a lot of scholarship funds and things like that. Um, let me double-check the date. Okay, yes, the 22nd, October the 22nd, and you can get to the catch around, I guess, 1130, uh, 12 o'clock. They'll start, reg- you know, 1130, 12 o'clock, they'll be starting reg- uh, registration. So... Um, it's fun. You get in your witch's costume. You decorate your bike. Guess to make it look like a broom or something a witch would ride. And they ride from here to the Caribbean Club. And that's uh, it's a good time. It's a lot of socializing, fun. A lot, a lot of locals are involved. Some of the people come down that are visiting their friends. They come and participate. But we get a couple hundred people that do this. It's, it's a big event 
for Key Largo, and uh, we're looking forward to it. It's you know right around twelve twelve thirty. It's just wall to wall at the, the the catch restaurant in Key Largo, and then they head up. I think they may stop at another restaurant. I don't know exactly. I'm sorry to say, but they, uh, I know they do go to the Caribbean Club, which is at near mile marker one hundred four, one hundred five, and uh, in various states of, let's say sobriety or intoxication depending on what you're you know and they have uh, the Monroe County Sheriff's making sure everyone's shepherded across the highway because the Caribbean Club is on the other side of the the highway and when you have a bunch of people uh, we're starting out where we are you got to be careful like that you got to be careful in those kind of events and I love those events and I'm not only just love the events. I love people's reactions to them because there is, everybody local knows what it is. Everyone local. But you have tourists that come in. They're heading, they, it's getting close to, not that close, I guess. Well, I guess it is. Fantasy Fest is coming up. And people are starting to head down the Key West. And they'll be stopping um on the way down on on the Saturday where it is, a lot of people will you know be starting to head down there, and we get them to come in for lunch, if they can find their way into a parking lot that's loaded with bicycles. And one time, uh, I think it was two years ago, one of our witches ride. No, I don't know. It couldn't have been two years ago because the first one, the one first one back, I think they canceled the one the year before. I'm not sure, but it was. In the last couple of years, there was maybe one that, no, I think it was probably open COVID. I didn't think they missed one. And the tourists stopped in and they said, now, it's you got to put everything in perspective. In the United States, a week before or two weeks before Halloween, you know how we do. We do things a lot earlier. We're a lot, we're almost like the premature ejaculators of holidays. We always bust our nut early. You know, it's not as exciting sometimes. People say Christmas is coming up, you know, and stuff like that. You know, soon, soon as this holiday's over, Halloween's over, we're going to be starting Thanksgiving, which is Thanksgiving is kind of like the, the entree for the Christmas season. So everyone in the United States knows it's Halloween. If you're visiting the United States, you start seeing Halloween directions, uh, decorations. They think, you know, if you're a first-time visitor in the United, United States, and this year, it's a lot of skeletons this year. A lot of skeletons. And people just say, hey, what's the deal with the Americans? They're getting really dark. Are they, are they becoming, you know, more, more morose and stuff like that? But they end up coming, coming down, and there's invariably there's, vacationers to come in and they say, what's going on? What's this all about? What's this all about? You know, the first thing is say, oh, is this a fundraiser? Is this a, I mean, you see a bunch of people. If you see about 200 people on bicycles dressed like witches, you have several things you can think. But it, it's like one of those family feud things. Top 10 say, you know, and 75%, you see 200 people with witches uh, out of 100 Ninety people say, "Oh, it's a fundraiser because it's near, and it's you put the date; it's right before Halloween." Oh, it's a fundraiser. 
And then there's 10% of the people who are totally perplexed. What could this be? What, what is this? So with those people, and, and, and I'm not saying that the person that asked this question had certainly no clue. And you go, what's this all about? And they go, what do you mean, what is this all about? Well, I have no idea what they're doing here. And say, so you see the bicycles? You see the uh, witches' costumes? And they go, yeah. Okay, so they didn't make the connection. The bicycles and the witches' costumes. So obviously it's a ride with people with witches and all that stuff. They didn't, they didn't make that connection. So I go, well, this goes on every Saturday. And they go, really? Yeah, I think, yeah it's a religious wor- worship. They're Wiccans. And this is our Sabbath. Now, the person could have been a Wiccan and said, hey, listen, our Sabbath is not, is our Sabbath is on Tuesday, you know, or whatever. But no, they don't do that. So we, I do enjoy, we do enjoy the uh, Witch's Ride. It's a great event. They got scholarships and stuff like that. And I think this year, and I was a little disheartened by hearing this, one of the ladies, Crystal, who runs it, says... Uh, one of the people that run, she says, oh, they're got, they got to go in more traditional witches' costumes this year. No, uh, I'm, I'm saying it the way they call it, slutty witches, no slutty witches. And I go, really, no slutty witches. And then she looks at me, I go, why, why are you going to the traditional witch thing? Are you going right into Wiccan? Because that's the best part of it. The best part is the uh, witches in revealing outfits. So and I could get in trouble with that. My father told told me several times, say, hey, Jim, don't comment on how attractive a woman is because your woman, your, 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 your woman will be watching. I said, well, Dad, it's, it's empirical. They are or they aren't. I can say, my, my wife's beautiful. I can just say, why can't anybody else be beautiful? You know, denying that there's other attractive women out there. I'm not saying. I'm attracted to them. I say they're attractive. I'm not attracted to them. Oh, you could be attracted to them and not do anything. Okay. I'm going into this verbal Vietnam I don't want to get involved with. Okay. Now, you know, a lot of times we do personal growth on this show and I uh, I realize that sometimes with life and news and all that stuff comedy life and horrible news kind of go together sometimes and you can get I'm going to be trouble I'm going to get in trouble for saying what I'm going to say but sometimes bad horrible news for somebody is interesting news for other people. Okay, now get get me on this. Now, I'm going to go on a limb because this is bad karma, but this is bad karma. There was a crime that took place, a murder of four men outside of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And the... They knew they were missing. First, they knew they were missing. These four men went for a bicycle ride at night. About, 
I think it's 20, 30 miles outside of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I thought that was unusual in itself. Now, yesterday and today, the news story just got a little more interesting. And I chose to call it the news story. And I will have to apologize if I am wrong. And I know I shouldn't wait. But, you know, you have to talk about these things when they come up. Otherwise, you get beaten by hacks. Okay, I, had, I will call this uh, Hillbilly Oceans 4. Because the story is getting meteor. It's getting meteor. And what happened over the weekend, this, I think, Sunday, Monday, someone saw a lake and they noticed that there was partially submerged objects in it. And when it turned, to, turned out to be, and this is going to be, if you don't want to listen to some negativity or gross things, I suggest you turn off the podcast right now. Okay, I'm giving you a second. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, what the partially submerged objects were, were dismembered bodies. There were four dismembered bodies. And each of the body has a gunshot wound, which they declared is the cause of death. And they were having a problem identifying everyone because the bodies have been in the lake for sometimes, I think at least a week Maybe longer, I guess. Maybe it was a couple weeks. And they started piecing together the story. The four, obviously, the four missing men they thought were kidnapped. And the, as the story comes out, it gets more and more interesting. And when I call it Hillbilly Oceans 4, you'll understand. So what happened? One night at 8 p.m., these four friends, right, and they're sporting the facial hair, the Joe Dirt facial hair, you see that, and the hairdos and all that stuff, the things you only see, I hate to say this about the guys, but these are not four church-going guys, okay? Their intention was to go out and commit a crime. They don't know exactly what the crime was, but there was certainly... uh, some criminal behavior was planned. And they headed out on bicycles, pulling trailers. So I've seen that down here. It's something where someone hooks up a, you know, one of these trailers to the back of the bike. And they could have, there's multiple, we'll hear this later on. But I bet between the four of these guys, there was someone with a license So the bicycles probably went into part of the planning. And what the sets, we're going to go and get a lick. And they were going to go either, it was a heist. It was a planned heist. So hence the bicycles and the trailers starting out at 8 p.m. And cell phone tracking, or GPS on cell phones, had them go to a salvage yard, a gas station, and to a second salvage yard. And there was one of the owners of this salvage yard was questioned. He's a person of interest, has gone missing themselves. And the police that are investigating suggest that the guy is uh, has information and that he's not one of the suspects. 
but he could be having some suicidal ideations right now. So there's possibility. He's saying he's not a suspect, and police say that a lot of times when they don't want the guy to disappear because they just want him to get... But they found the guy's truck. Now, this is a guy, one of the owners of one of the salvage yards. I have a feeling that if he was involved, he's either going to... Well, there's three things, right? They're going to find him. He's going to be... He's either going to kill himself or someone else is going to kill him if there's someone else involved. So I know... Now, this is what I know. When I put all these pieces together, what elements I see, what I see is a movie a documentary, and true crime podcast. It is huge. It is just huge. And you just think about these, the, the story itself. And it's just developing now. It's just developing. And I know there's people, late night hosts and all that stuff, and they want to just want to talk about it. And stuff like that. And these horrible things that happen. When someone's looking to commit a crime. You always hear this story about people accidentally, you know, climbing into a, you know, they're going to hide in a a water tank and they end up drowning when they're running from the police or jumping in one of those big trash compactors, those bailers. There's got to be someone that did that or one of those being in a car when they crushed a car. That's got to be somebody, you know. There's always, I mean, forcefully or not for, and and we're supposed to be morose because people died and were dismembered. But then when you hear the ridiculous, the ridiculousness of this thing, some people die through no acts of their own from doing nothing, just driving down the road getting hit, having a bullet come through the window, have this, this. But these guys were seeking to do something, if not bad, something wrong. Wrong enough that, you know, they, they were planning whatever their planning is. And some of the names are really interesting because one guy's name is Chastain and he has a wife named Jessica. So his wife, who will be on the thing, they're going to be saying, Jessica, she's going to be on these news programs being interviewed, and it's going to be Jessica Chastain. If you don't know who Jessica Chastain is, she's an actress. I think she may have received an Academy Award, at least several nominations. She's a high, you know, she's a star, starring actress. She's a headlining actress. Okay, and another person. Now, this one is not as interesting. But I find it interesting because they said one of the guys' guy's last name is Sparks. And the woman who was he was engaged to was also talking to the news. Her last name, she's engaged to him, is Sparks. Now, I'm not suggesting that he's engaged to his sister or a cousin. What I'm suggesting is she, when they got engaged, she just took his name. Or since he disappeared, she just took his name. Or posthumously decided they were married. But she's identifying herself by the same last name as the guy. Now, if it turns out that she is related to the guy, that's another layer to the Hillbilly Oceans 4. And 
I am sure there is going to be loads of information. I just wanted to get on top of that because it's going to be, I'm sure there's going to be so much material that's coming out of this that there'll be hundreds of podcasts because obviously there's a million podcasts every year. So, and half of those are true crime. Uh, Documentaries, tons of documentaries too. There's two documentaries about this Woman Candy, uh, whatever. There was two doc- two movies. One with Jessica Beals, I think, or Jennifer Beals. Jessica Beals. And another one with who is the one of the Olsons in it. They made two movies about it. So this one, if it if it keeps on getting stupider, it'll end up being like which is Fargo. Fargo was based on a true story. So that's going to be that's going to be somewhat interesting. I am going to take a pause right now and talk about Key Largo Chocolates, our sponsor. Run by the Petersons, Key Largo Chocolates has locations in Key Largo and Isle Murata. Listen, I keep on giving the address and I just remember, if you're listening to a podcast and you get your information from podcasts, chances are you also have a smartphone. So all you have to do is key in Key Largo Chocolates when you're into keys. Or when you're not into keys, you can put in Key Largo Chocolates and you'll find their uh, website, which is www.keylargochocolates.com. Key Largo Chocolates make great homemade chocolates. They make key lime fudge. They make chocolate-covered potato chips. Whatever you want to think of, they make key lime pie, a great key lime pie, along with a frozen key lime pie bar, which a lot of people don't even think about, but it's very good. And besides chocolate, they also are the purveyors of 36 different types of small small batch ice cream. So even if you don't have a hankering for chocolate, you should really try it. You should try some of the ice cream. One of my favorites is Every time I go there, it's like coconut. And sometimes they switch it up. And some, you know, when someone says, uh, before me, says a different flavor, I'll just go and say, hey, why don't you make two of those? Not to be short or speed the person along, but since they don't have to, you don't have to wash this scooper anymore. I'll say, I'll take the same way. One, one big scoop on, on a waffle cone. That's my thing. So, but if you ever like to try some of their tasty, tasty chocolates, delicious ice creams, I strongly urge you to try them out. Also, if you're not in the area, they also have an online presence, www.keylargochocolates.com. And if you go there, tell them the Keys bartender, Jim, sent you. And I'm sure Rich and Prana, the owner, the Petersons, and they're the lovely people that work there will take care of you. Thank you very much for sponsoring this show. Getting back to that. I know it's a little negative. People say, hey, Jim, you're really, I'm getting back to that story. There are weird stories that happen. And like that movie Fargo, which was kind of dark and dismemberment took place in it. But it also they made it into a comedy. To show you, and in this day and age, 
you got to reach for it. You're going to say, hey, this is weird. You can look at something evil and bad and say, all the world is evil and bad. Yes. Horrible things happened. And they do. And a lot of times when it comes to crime and stuff like that, a lot of the really violent statistics, some, a lot of times, yes, a lot of innocent people are hurt. But then a disproportionate amount, even though most people are not wrong, evil, or bad. A lion's share, a lot of those people that die in a, a violent death, a lot of those, and I'm not, I'm, I can't be exactly sure of it, but were involved in some kind of, let's say, outside the law activity, right? Outside the law activity, and it's happened down here. There was a uh, horrible double murder uh, about almost 10 years ago and a local uh, two local fishermen came across a bale of cocaine or a bag of cocaine or whatever it was float it was a floater square group or whatever you want to call it and they took it and uh, the one I guess one claimed it and he decided he was going to have some dealer sell it for him or some people that dealt Maybe someone who dealt pot or something like that. But it turned out he gave a portion of it to someone to sell. And the person wasn't, he felt the person wasn't doing a square deal with him. And so he decided with an accomplice to go to the person's house and kill him. And it turned out uh, the poor guy's, uh, no, the poor guy, this poor woman who was the girlfriend of the guy. But, you know, she knew he was a drug dealer. I'm not saying she deserved death, but they were both murdered by the guy. He eventually got caught. Luckily, the combination, not all murderers or criminals or that are genius psychopaths. A lot of them have below normal intelligence. Or they have motivations that keep them from planning correctly. Or planning, you know, planning a heist. We have the real high dramas like Ocean Eleven where you have a heist. There was one show, the Anderson Tapes. It was Sean Connery was the star of that one, the Anderson Tapes. And he's this high-end burglar. And he sets up a heist, just like Frank Sinatra, who's something Ocean, Bobby Ocean or Johnny Ocean. Actually, I've never seen Ocean's Eleven. The original one. Or the follow-up. It's just not my cup of tea. But I did watch the Anderson tapes. And he's well-planned heist. The one, uh, there's also one with Steve McQueen. And he remade it with Pierce Brosnan. Or in the Pink Panther. Just like people that are cat burglars. And sneaking into museums. Like Murph the Surf. A character from the 70s. A real person. Who was an art art thief and a high-end thief. They know how to crack safes, break, they do breaking in entrance, and they're, they're, their idea, a lot of them, these high-end heist people, is not for 
you know, at least in entertainment, they're not there to confront people or hurt anyone. At most, they'll imprison someone, you know, tape them up and put them off to the side, you know what I mean, until everything's done. Okay, they're not there. Now, this particular one, this one in Oklahoma, I will wager that some of the planning will be less than thorough. Less than thorough. I would not be surprised if they drew some diagrams on the inside of a pizza box. If they didn't make a diorama out of action figures to show what was going to take down, it could have been trying to take down a meth lab, a drug house, a uh, person that uh, receives stolen goods. But if four guys thought they were going to make a killing, and they were heading out on bikes and have trailers attached to their bikes. They're, my wager is if all of them have... Why would they Why would they be concerned if there's the DOI and stuff like that? If they're going to go and do something out questionable. So I think they were going to use it as a stealth. They're using bicycles as stealth. But riding, unless, I guess... If it was taking place at a full moon or dark or anything like that, they would have to have lights. Or, you know, I don't think they were probably cool enough to have night vision goggles. Bicycles and night vision goggles. Like a bunch of 12-year-olds trying to uh, do a heist breaking in someone's treehouse. We'll find out more about it. And I say, you know, I'm going to wrap this up. But people say, Jim, this is so uncharacteristic of you doing this show when you're talking about self-improvement. I said, listen, these are the things that capture my imagination. Why would someone do something like that? You know, for the big world events, a lot of times, you know, they kind of make sense. You know, you can go and say when, when Russia invaded Ukraine, they did it because they wanted to expand their former Russian Federation and go back to the days of the Russian Empire. And that's just the way Putin is. Easy. Easy to understand. And he had a misunderstanding on how he would be. Or, you know, when there's uh, almost anything else on the national, you can pretty much, there's telltale signs of why this didn't happen. But these mysteries like this, captured imagination goes, how could four people come up with an idea that would end up with them all being murdered and dismembered and put in a lake? But you know what? I can assure you, because it's in the national news now, because it's in the national news, and you put enough people on something, yes, there'll be a lot of, there's a lot of chefs in the soup, meaning you don't, really get a good soup or something. But somebody's going to be correct. Someone is going to be correct. And there's probably some, uh, either either they're really bad and they left, you know, everyone left their 
their calling card or it's going to be a little tougher. But I have this inkling that this is not all we heard about it. It's going to get very different and exciting. And I just wanted to get on it before anybody else did. Because I saw it. I don't know how many times I've said, I knew that. I knew that was going to happen. You ever do that? I knew that was going to happen. You saw it coming. You saw it coming. It's just like someone... uh, you know, someone uh, telling you, uh, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I, I met this woman online. Uh, she's in Colombia. She's 30 years younger than me. I think we're getting married. You know right away. You don't say it, though. You know right away. You say, you're not going to marry that woman. She's going to take you for some money. But you can't say that. Or you should say that. I don't know. But in this case, this will be a lesson for the stupid people out there. But you know what the thing about stupid people? They keep on doing stupid things. They don't learn their lessons. And these guys ended up making it to their late 20s, early 30s. And uh, that was probably pretty good for them. And I hate to be negative about that and stuff like that. But I find entertainment in the strangest places. Well, thank you very much. This is Jim, the Keys bartender. I know that's not a lot about the Keys, but we got stupid stuff like that all the time, too, down here. So we'll we'll be back, and I won't be talking about this anymore, but I had to talk about it today. I'll talk to you later. Bye.